Hi, and welcome to the Theme Park Trader Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Dan. Hello. This week, we are finishing our tour of the Magic Kingdom by uh, going through the last little area of Fantasyland. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic. And the other treat that we've got this week is that John, um, who's been on the show a few times, has recorded us a a little walkthrough of Universal Studios as well. Ah, nice. Nice. So you'll probably hear that towards the end of the show. I think we'll do the we'll do the the walkthrough and and finish in fancy land and then I'll I'll put that in at the end. But yeah, really Mm -hmm. appreciate John um, recording that for us. That's from his trip last week um well week before last when this episode goes out right um but he was there in the studios and in um disney world as well when the transition happened between masks outside to no mask outside ah okay okay so yeah he's um we'll definitely be getting him back on the show soon um to have a chat through that experiences and some of the other things he's he's been up to during his trip as well yeah yeah i wonder if um have you, have you seen sort of whether a lot of people have ditched the masks as soon as it, as soon as they can? I mean, from what I've seen, <clears throat> which is only limited to what I've seen being shared on like Instagram and Twitter and stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of people have ditched them outside. But there's still yeah. few, there's still notably a few people that are wearing them. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Obviously, you still have to wear them indoors and in the queues, don't you? So. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people from the photos I'm seeing just aren't wearing them outside anymore. Which yeah. I mean, I get it. Why would you? Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, should we fi- finish Fancy Land and and the magic? Yeah. Land? Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, how many episodes has this been? We had one for Tomorrowland, one for Main Street, one for Adventureland, another for Frontierland, one for Liberty Square. So that's. I mean, I've lost. Probably, is that count. five? Is that five? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. And- and then we've done two so far from Fantasyland, so that's seven. So this is our eighth, yeah, our eighth week of uh, going around Magic Kingdom. If only oh, we could be imagine. going around Magic Kingdom for eight weeks. I mean, three weeks was was a treat enough. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they get it, it? It does reach a point where you get bored. What if if you were going to the parks every day for eight weeks, say? Yeah, because you know you get a lot of these obviously the, the the bloggers and things that live out in Orlando. Yeah. So you've got, um, I think just a couple of top of my head. Obviously, you've got Inside the Magic, WDW News Today, uh, mm-hmm. Disney Food Blog, 
And then you've got vloggers like Adam Lewu, uh, Tim Tracker, who, you know, mostly live in Orlando. Adam Lewu has been back and forth between California and Orlando. Right. And you think, do you get bored? Like, because it becomes your job, doesn't it? It does become your job. Um, but then at the same time, it's something you love. So it probably doesn't necessarily feel like work. I, I think, don't think I, I wouldn't get bored of just crashing donuts on, on Twitter in, in between <laughs> my fingers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you necessarily get bored because I think the thing is you you wouldn't be necessarily riding the rides back to back. Like when we go away. It's intense, isn't it? It is intense, but that's because we've only got like a two week window. Yeah. Whereas obviously if they're out there all the time, they can go on the rides, dip in and out of the rides. And obviously like they are, they're, you know, Disney food, food blogs doing stuff with food. Um, they're recording videos and things like that. Then they've got to edit the videos. So presumably yeah. that, you know, they're not spending the whole day in the park, that sort of thing. Like we would, if we're, um, if we were there on the holiday, I'm yeah, assuming. No, no, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. I mean, the, the thing that gets me though, is that and I do agree with that, but then the other day you had the grand fiesta tour with the right. three caballeros, the, the animatronics came back because they would, they'd been gone for months because they broke. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you had every blogger and vlogger going on that attraction and they're like, okay. look how great they look. Look how great they look. And it's like, well, they still look like the 50 year old animatronics. You know, all they've, all Disney have done is made them work again. Yeah. Yeah. Like something's probably changed under the hood, but the, the outer shell is still going to be the same. It's the same. And literally you had like the same video of, as, as the boat's going around that corner and you see them performing. Yeah, same video on my Twitter feed. I saw it like thirty <laughs> times today, just in slightly slightly different angle from like different positions within the boat, depending yeah. on who who is doing the video. And then, like, I saw a picture from Tom Corliss of WWE today, and he's like, yeah. oh, "I finally got to ride on the accessibility boat." It's like, is that really what we're getting excited about now? Like a boat <laughs> that is literally designed to help disabled people, when you're excited about riding on it. Going on, going on that boat, even though you don't really have a need for it, but yeah, no, yeah, it's a weird, it's it's a weird one. I, I would find it, I would personally find it difficult to get excited about something like that. Yeah, I just be you like, know, oh, I, I, I'd probably things. go and check it out and be like, look, they've they've updated it. But I think we're, yeah. we're always quite honest on this show. Yeah, so I'd be on the ride bingo, being like, oh, look, they, they finally fixed it. Congratulations, Disney, you've done your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, still, as you say, still the outer shell is still old and everything like that. So it doesn't really look any different. In, in all fairness, to I mean, in all fairness, I think Tom rubs people up a, a lot of people up the wrong way, but he is very critical of Disney when a lot of them aren't. Yeah, yeah. No, I can. I I agree with that. Then I think I think it's good to have a. Um, it's good to criticise when when criticism is due. Yeah, I, and they were down a long time. It's, yeah, well, the animatronics as an example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I think again, a lot of people are getting annoyed with Disney food blog and like crushing donuts and various things. But at the moment, that's basically what all I can get from the theme parks is <laughs> is, is somebody crushing donuts. And somebody crushing like, donuts. Give it to me. Give it to me. Get me to Gideon's. <laughs> I know they're cookies, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, should we should we carry on with our tour? Um, mm. Last time, I think we finished at the 
um, the area where you could meet Merida. No, I think we finished on poo, didn't we? We did finish on poo, yeah. It was a yeah. it was a disgusting, filthy end of the podcast. Yeah, it was a cool. sticky end. So shall we cross over the road to mm. um, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train? Yes, let's. Let's cross over. <laughs> um, yeah, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um it's, it's obviously it's it's meant to be it's a kids roller coaster, isn't it? Basically, but it is a very good one. I I, I do really enjoy it. I think it's yeah. it's great during the day, and and I again find with most of most coasters even better at night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the lighting is really good, and you can you get to see elements of the park in in a different way from that coaster. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the animatronics on it are designed really well. I think that was the, kind of the first kind of new batch of animatronics before we start to see it kind of roll out on like Frozen and, and other attractions. Yeah. What do you mean? Like with the projected faces and projected things like faces, that? Yeah. yeah. They never quite yeah. look right on um, videos or pictures. No, no. I mean, if they, they do look, they look good. Sometimes they can look a bit questionable. Like they look too bright. They look too bright and the, the, the shade of the face doesn't match the rest of the body a lot of the time yeah yeah i've i've seen it in frozen a few times where they they sometimes they look too bright sometimes they look fine but Mm. other times they look too bright and i don't know like why you get that difference but um yeah i think it does it does make a very good effect yeah it it works really well and i think it probably now that the technology exists probably saves disney a lot of money and um obviously don't have to engineer a face basically they just project it yeah yeah it's a bit more complicated than that but i think probably it, it does save them time now oh i'm sure yeah i'm sure it must do mustn't it and uh, i'm sure it's a lot easier if they want to do over change something yeah like it must be a lot easier than having to sort of reprogram a face yeah uh, yeah exactly yeah but I, yeah. I think it works really well what I, what I like about it is that they've kept um the one of the scenes from snow white scary adventures towards the end yeah what with the with the house is it yeah it's the house and the dancing scene which yeah. I, I think it was a really nice touch mm-hmm. um i mean obviously we talked about this ride quite a bit in the past but i think the interactive queue is quite nice yeah um, it, i mean it's very rare that I, I actually have to queue for this i usually get a fast pass but the interactive queue i think when we have been through it is is quite cool i think it keeps what i like about this some of disney's biggest new attractions is they've made an effort to try and entertain kids yeah, yeah, they've added those sort of extra elements to it, haven't they? Which which do work out really nicely. They well, put a lot of effort into it, didn't they? Most younger kids can't actually ride this. Yeah, <laughs> that is a weird one, isn't it? Like it's, it's got a height restriction. Centimeters. Is it ninety-seven? Yeah, Blimey. that's quite like that's not far off. Big Thunder is one hundred and two. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, Big Thunder. Big Thunder is one hundred and two, and Space Mountain is one hundred and twelve. Right, okay. Which is quite surprising, like, because at the level of which Seven Dwarfs Mine Train feels, it feels a lot it feels a lot less intense than say Big Thunder. I mean Big Thunder's not intense. Yeah. But it feels a lot less than that. And you think you think ninth is for only a five centimeter difference. I guess it depends if you're with in a cart with me and I'm knocking it back <laughs> forth. They've had to increase the height because of you, Ryan. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, because of people like me. Yeah, yeah. 
You're ruining it, ruining it for your own child, Ryan. No, that's fine. I'd rather have an enjoyable experience. <laughs> um, I do think it's great, though. I think it's a really nice. I mean, 97 centimeters. I couldn't tell you a rough age at all. What kids are that can ride it? I, but I would no, imagine it's around. No idea. I don't imagine it's around six or seven. Uh, yeah, I would probably guess around the same sort of age. Um, obviously, there's you know there's plenty of other attractions to to keep younger um, kids that are younger, even younger, um, occupied, isn't there? So. Oh yeah, there's there's plenty. There's, yeah, there is plenty. I've I was, got I was an, just an trying average, to see. Mm, gone. I've got an average height here. Oh, okay. What by, per age? By age. So, what did we say? This was ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. So, average height. I'm going to go for the average height in a girl because that's obviously the one that I'm most interested in with having a daughter. Right. Um, three and a half years. She. She. The average is ninety-seven point two. Three and a half years old. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which is surprising. So by the time they're four, the average yeah. for both girl and boy is over a hundred centimeters. Oh, okay, okay. Like slightly more for a boy, one one hundred two. Uh, I don't right. know what country this is based on. Oh, it's the UK. Yeah, there you go. So oh, that surprises me. I thought it'd be more quite a short nation. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Scandinavians are like already up two meters by that point. By the yeah, time they're like, like four. this, this, this one-year-old's doing uh, doing Space Mountain, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So by the time she is, you know, thinking so four, she could, she four, she'd be able to go on it. She could be on. I mean, you did you say one hundred two was four? Uh, no, one hundred two is for is for boys. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So she won't be. She won't quite be able to ride uh, Big Thunder. I mean, she could be if she's abnormally tall, but given the, my height and Donna's height, I think that's quite unlikely. Yeah, I mean, either of you are small, but obviously you're not. You're not I'd, six foot. I'd say. I mean, it's been said of me before. Bang average. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, and not even then. Not even height. No, just in specific, general. Just generally. Bang average. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was looking at the the wait. I was looking at the live wait time for Big Thunder, and it um, not Big Thunder, um, Seven Dwarfs. Seven Dwarfs. It it is. Oh, it's not quite the longest thing. Pirates is currently the longest thing at forty five. Oh, wow. Um, whereas Seven Dwarfs is forty minutes. I'd wait forty um, minutes for this any day of the week. Yeah, I would. Forty minutes isn't too bad. Like, I've, you know. I, I feel like generally when I've been there, it's, it's sort of 75, 80 minutes quite often. Yeah, sometimes um, sometimes higher than that. Um, yeah. I, I think I'd be comfortable waiting an hour or less. Yeah, 40 minutes isn't too bad at all, really. I would definitely go for a fast pass at the start of the day for it, though. Because um, where are we now? It's it's coming up for half nine, which means it's half four in the afternoon yeah. in Florida. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you know, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's gone down from where it was, where it probably would have been first thing in the day. Yeah, definitely, it does tend to. Yeah, so that's the, it's one of the it's one of the ones I aim to get a fast pass for at this start of the day um, when I go to yeah. Magic. Yeah, same here, same here, definitely. But no, it's, yeah. it's a great attraction. I think themed really well as well. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so we're nipping across now, I think, to our first eatery of 
of our recording today, which is storybook mm. treats. Yes. Yeah, which I've, I've been here a few times. They're the ice cream kind of quick service window um, stop, aren't they? Yeah, I, I've been here. I've also been here a few times, but it's it's been a few years. They, they So they were the one that did the kind of the famous Peter Pan kind of like Dole Whip-esque thing at one point, I think. Oh, yes. It's, well, it's on the menu that I'm seeing at the moment. Oh, it's um, the, on the menu. A, oh, it is. a chocolate feather. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's the... So you've got basically... Dole Whip is on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got Dole Whip, lime, soft serve. Um, well, you've got lime, chocolate, vanilla, or or swirl soft serve in a, in a cup. No, sorry, those are the flavours. No, swirl. What is that? <laughs> swirl is probably vanilla and chocolate, isn't it? Must be, mustn't it? Yeah. It's not clear, though. <laughs> what flavours are included in swirl? Well, I mean, to be fair, they've only offered you two flavours, vanilla or chocolate. Oh, sorry, um, I thought that lime was also an option. Well, the, the lime is the um, Peter Pan float, I think. Well, the, There's a soft serve cup that also... Oh, has... sorry. Yes, I was reading the floats. So that's what yeah. makes me think. What swirl? Is it like... True. It's got a bit of vanilla. It, it probably is, but maybe you can mix and match. Maybe you can mix and match all of them. You can go chocolate and lime or vanilla and lime or... I mean, I know it's only kind of ice cream, basically, but I don't think four ninety nine is too bad. No, I mean, even the, the Sundays, are, uh, they're only 50 cents more. And I've had... I, I feel like I've had... I definitely had the hot fudge one, and I feel like I've probably had the strawberry one at some point. Mm. Um, and they're both really nice. Like, you know, it's, it's, nothing, yeah. it's nothing fancy... It's just soft serve, but you get sauce and, and you know, I can't remember what else comes with it. But, yeah, it's, it's nice for, like, you know, 5 49 It's not not too bad, really. No, it's not too bad. I do think they charge a little bit extra, a little bit too much for the Peter Pan float. Yeah, I mean, six ninety nine for that. It's just the lime soft serve Sprite and the chocolate feather. I mean, you pay, you're probably paying a little bit more for the chocolate feather, but... It's a lot more, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah. Two dollars more for a basically a bit of sprite and a chocolate feather. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, because even the the float is five forty nine, so you're paying a buck fifty for the feather. That's what you're paying for. Oh, that, yes, that's actually true because actually the float comes with any choice of fountain beverage. Yeah, so it's one dollar fifty for the for the chocolate feather. Yeah, that's a pricey feather. <laughs> it's incredibly <laughs> expensive. Yeah, but interestingly, the float they won't give you the the lime option. True, true. It is weird that you can have it in a cup, but you can't have it. That's because it's probably because they don't want you to make the Peter Pan float without, without the, feather. the feather. That's exactly the reason it's not on the menu. Yeah, because you can have you can have the lime in a cup on its own, or you can have a float with chocolate or vanilla and have Sprite. Yeah. You can't have the Sprite and lime together no. unless, unless you buy the float, unless you buy the Peter Pan float. The problem is you, you'd have people on the on the edge of fancy land with bootleg chocolate feathers. <laughs> They'd open up a whole market of bootleg, bootleg feathers. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just somebody's painted a regular feather brown. 30, 30 cents for a feather, sorted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can make a killing here, just like stand outside selling the, you know, for like 50 cents less. Yeah. We've made our own. We've bought a bottle of Sprite and we've bought a lime cup. I, I think we're we, yeah we pay for our Disney annual passes within the first day. Yeah, 
no problem. <laughs> I mean, we might be overestimating how popular the Pete Plan folks are. We may also but, uh, get banned within about two hours, possibly. if not a lot sooner than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. This place, I think, is is it's a uh, it's kind of a hid, it's kind of hidden away. I think um, a little bit, but it does it does have a little bit of a queue usually. But nothing, yeah. nothing too major. Uh, no, it's generally I, not I too do rate bad, this place quite a bit, actually. Yeah, yeah, we often stop here because it's kind of like, uh, you know, as you're going short around the park, it's kind of like our halfway stop. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you're in the afternoon, you know, grab an ice cream, it's nice. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, so with that, we are heading uh, next door to what I think is the sauciest naming lo- name location at Magic Kingdom, uh, the Friar's <laughs> Nook. Yeah, yeah. It's something weird about that name, isn't there? I know. <laughs> it just sounds odd. It does. It really does. Um, so I'm going to go through this. This and this is the current menu, um, just so people know, so that it's slightly, slightly changed probably because of COVID. But um, right, I, I'll start with breakfast. So you can have a breakfast sandwich, which is bacon, egg, and cheddar served on a multi-grain uh, croissant with tots. Um, it's a multi-grain croissant. Yeah, that doesn't sound nice at all, does it? That's a bit weird. Never uh, heard so... of a multi-grain croissant. No, that's eight seventy-nine. Um, you can get a side of sausage gravy for a dollar. <laughs> oh, so I'm a big fan of the sausage gravy. Really? Yeah, it sounds grim. So I, I would definitely go for the <laughs> sausage and gravy tots for five forty-nine. Right. Okay. Okay. I mean, the breakfast sandwich does sound quite nice, other than the multi-grain croissant. That sounds um, questionable, doesn't it? And then you you also have the option of cinnamon sugar donuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then your standard drinks, you know, your Joffrey's coffee, Nesquik chocolate, all that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that's breakfast. Um, it's not a like strong just, selection for breakfast, is it? it? It's one of these locations, I think, where they've just kind of chucked some stuff in for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which they did. They've done a lot in a lot of places over the last few years. Animal Kingdom was one of them. Um, a few locations like in in Africa where they just chucked a few be- breakfast items in. Mm. Admittedly, there was one, and I always forget what it's called, but it's it's like a, basically a, like a just a, a kiosk kind of built into a wall, um, not far from Kilimanjaro that used to serve an incredible breakfast um, wrap. I th- I might know the one you're talking about. Yeah, I can't I couldn't tell you the name of it, but yeah. <laughs> last time i was there i don't think they served the breakfast wrap anymore but it was really good it was like i think it was egg sausage and spinach something like that yeah that sounds very familiar like whether we when whether we went there when we went yeah I think back we in 2018 did. i think i probably possibly. had it yeah um yeah. really really good actually um so yeah moving on to, i guess the lunch and lunch and dinner options they're mm. the same across um both for fries nook you've got um beef hot dogs Served with tots and bratwurst, um, with served with tots, served in both served in Mickey souvenir hat bowls. Um, and then the thing I'm not so on board with here is you've got lots of different macaroni and cheese options. Oh, yeah, that is a lot of macaroni and cheese options, isn't it? You've got creamy bacon, macaroni and cheese, creamy bacon, macaroni and cheese, hot dog, buffalo chicken hot dog. That sounds good. Creamy bacon, macaroni and cheese, Mickey souvenir hat bowl. And plant-based breakfast with Mickey souvenir bowl. All, all, all of those options are in Mickey souvenir hat bowls, aren't they? That entire section. There's a whole section, yeah, just yeah, the... dedicated to the hat bowls, which I had to look up to see what it looked like. Um, look, I mean, they look a bit of a state, if I'm honest. 
<laughs> it you looks like a dog how... bowl. It does actually, doesn't it? It's like a dog bowl with like a lid to it. Yeah. Can you imagine how like messy that gets after yeah. you've eaten one of the after you've eaten something like that in there? I'm not a fan, yeah, I'm not a fan of the look of those bowls. I'm, I'll be honest, I would not be paying extra for those bowls. Yeah, because because like uh wow, okay. So the creamy bacon macaroni and cheese tots. Oh, hang on, uh, and cheese tots. Oh, okay, so it is slightly different. I was trying to compare it to one of the entrees. Yeah, no, oh, no, right. oh, no there is one with cheese, cheese tots. tots. $17.99 with the hat bowl and $10.99 without. So you're paying $7 for the hat bowl. I mean, the thing is, I can say whatever I like and be like, no, I'm not going to buy that. <laughs> if, if I'm in Disney in three or four years and Piper's like, I want it in a hat bowl. Yeah. yeah. It's coming in the hat bowl, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot you can do about that, to be fair. Is there? <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, I'll just go for the... Um, just go for the bacon mac and cheese for me, please. And she'll be like, aren't you going to get it in a hat bowl? <laughs> yeah, it looks like I am, doesn't it? I'll have it in the hat bowl as well, please. <laughs> yeah. I get a discount if I get two? Yeah. No, yeah. No. Now, the weird thing is, I complete, like, macaroni and cheese with tots in a hat bowl. I get that. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. A hot dog in a hat bowl. I don't I'm, get that. I'm guessing the hot dog is, like, chopped up. But that makes it even weirder. It does. It does. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> well, it's served with tots, so maybe it's like a bed of tots, and the hot dog just kind of sits on the top. Maybe I think it's tots and hot dog chopped up mixed together. So that's weird. But it, it could be. I'll be honest. Of all the mac and cheese options we've gone through at Magic Kingdom, to me, this is the most appealing. I would. I'm quite interested in trying the, um, the bacon mac and cheese with with tots. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, it's, I, it's I, nice I, that it's you get a bit of a mixture, don't you? You get your bacon, you get your macaroni and cheese, and you get your tots. As you know, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't go for that option. I'd go for the loaded buffalo chicken tots. Um, the loaded buffalo, right? Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, I I I would if if that that wasn't there, I would probably try the mac and cheese, bacon tots. I've just realised that you can get a bacon macaroni and cheese hot dog. Because there's a there's a picture of it. It's literally a hot dog with macaroni and cheese on the top, and a piece of bacon on the top of that. <laughs> See, I'm I'm kind of on board with that. I know I've got a thing like it doesn't my, it doesn't sound too bad. It's very American. My thing against mac and cheese, as we said before, is, is based on my experience of having it from a tin. Yeah, yeah. So I've got to I've, get out of this. In my next Disney trip, I have to get out of this rut I'm in. <laughs> I mean, it, the the from the pictures, the food looks great. I mean, I do love a tot. The tots are good. The tots are good. Yeah, yeah. they are. To be fair, yeah. um, and in terms of kids' meals, you've got a like a kids' Disney check meal, which I think is meant to be like a bit healthier. It's basically peanut butter and jelly, which is definitely not healthy. Um, <laughs> right, but you get a mandarin with it as well. Yeah, that's very true. And, and some apple sauce. I mean, apple sauce doesn't feel healthy, does it? I mean, I would assume there's a lot of sugar in it, but I don't know. Maybe there's not. It feels like there is. <laughs> um, maybe it's like the sugar-free. What is it? They say sugar-free Tic Tacs actually contain sugar. Yeah, it's just the weight of them. <laughs> I get away with it, but yeah. So but that's six forty-nine for basically a sandwich, a mandarin, and a very small bottle of water. Yeah. 
yeah or you can have low-fat milk with your orange that's a feels a bit weird um and then they've also got like toss and cheese and macaroni and cheese for kids not a great deal not, not great options though i don't think for kids meals i i personally would would have had like a small hot dog offer as well yeah it's quite surprising this it's just either the tots or the macaroni and cheese um i feel like you'd be better off just buying an adult tots and cheese yeah for, for like three dollars more and then if you had like two kids then you probably get arguments between them but i was gonna say yeah you you've, you've exactly yeah. i think this year though if if we do manage to take Piper, then there'll be some sharing going on yeah she, yeah. she, she, she shares some of our food now so it's i mean she does have it on like a separate plate and things but mm-hmm. she'd be more than willing to do she have food with us without any issues i think yeah as you said a couple of years time it might be an issue <laughs> um but yeah that's the thing i think i feel like you would if you had like a young a young one you'd probably be better off getting an entree to be fair because it's not that much dearer no, and you're getting and you're getting more with it yeah i completely agree um, so yeah, let's move away from the the Friars Nook, and so that was. So I, I believe that was sixty seven, wasn't it? We're now at the Princess Fairy Tale Hall. Yes, which is currently closed. Right. Okay. Because of character. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Who who do we normally get there? Um, so you normally get uh, a bit of a mix. It does. It does occasionally change, but they've moved a lot of. So originally there was a point where it was Anna and Elsa and it was just ridiculous. But right. then they moved to Epcot when Makes that sense. all kind of opened. Um, so now it's uh, Cinderella mm-hmm. and Princess Eleanor, who is some like Disney junior princess. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think I know the one you mean. Um, yeah, I mean, Cinderella makes sense being like it does literally just around the corner from Cinderella Castle. I, I um, do think it's a bit of a... It, it's an interesting one because, I mean, I'm not at the point where Piper has a princess preference of choice. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I, I'd be surprised if Cinderella was many kids now princess of choice. Personally, yeah. I would have thrown Rapunzel or um, Moana. I know Moana's not technically a princess, but I'd put Moana and, and Rapunzel in, into the mix. Yeah, you, you they, they feel like more popular choices these days, don't they? Yeah, they do. They definitely do. But yeah, so you can meet them. You can meet those. Those in a normal world, you could meet those two there, um, which you know I'm sure I'll be doing in a, in a few years. <laughs> uh, maybe so, you'll, maybe you'll get away with that one because you know Cinderella and who was the other one? I forgot the name. Was it Ella, Eleanor? Yeah, like she's Eleanor. not. She's not going to be relevant. That's not even a show that's even cropped up on Disney Plus over here for us. Yeah, so I think you could. You might be able to dodge that one, Ryan. I could. Yeah, I could do, do a little cheeky dodge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so next, her with tots. Yeah, lots of tots. Just fill her up on tots. <laughs> I think we've got the. Um, Is it sixty? The Cinderella's Royal Table next. Yeah. Which I know Craig from. Obviously, has been on the show, but obviously Disney Parks and Beyond, the yeah. Universal Podcast, mm-hmm. and loads mm-hmm. of other podcasts as well. Um, I couldn't name them all in fear of taking hours. <laughs> um, he's been there a few times and and, and right. repeats it. Um, it's a good chance that not that again not in the minute you, they're kind of there and waving but um usually the princesses come to the table and, and kind of greet guests and and that thing that kind right. of thing i'm gonna i'm just trying to find the um the actual list of princesses and i know it does change 
Is it a is it a set menu place? Yeah, look, it looks think, like I think it, it looks is, like yeah. you have to. Yeah, it, from the menu, it's like you choose an appetizer. You can have one entree. You can have one dessert. I think it's called the finales. Whether it's not anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, from the menu, it looks like it's a sort of a set meal thing. So, in terms of the princesses, they do rotate, right? Um, you usually find Cinderella who poses the photos at the entrance. Makes sense; it is her castle. Mm-hmm. Um, Aurora, Snow White, and Ariel. Jasmine has also been noted to make an appearance, and occasionally Belle. Right. It does Pretty feel like they, they need to but... move Belle where where the Beale guest restaurant is, and and have Belle and Beast meet guests at the same time. Yeah, I've always felt it odd that he's by himself. Yeah, I mean that would make the most sense wouldn't it considering it's just around the corner yeah it, um, it's a bit odd yeah yeah but it's not a bad selection that you know as, as it rotates um although you'd kind of think it would only be cinderella but i don't know well it's for that cinderella's money, castle for that money you've got to be beating more than one person haven't you true true um not a bad menu though not no, just menu. looking at the kind of the lunch menu, duck two ways. Um, yeah, that sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? That's a bit dodgy, doesn't it? But there we go. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be paying six. There's no way on earth I'd be paying sixty-two dollars for a dish that can include chicken. Uh, yes, roasted all natural chicken breast. It's not even a. It's not even a whole chicken. Yeah, that, I it's mean, only, that, it's only that the breast. Is, that is. I mean, I'm going to say it, it's a bit of a piss take. That is pretty pricey, isn't it? Sixty-two dollars um, like, for a chicken breast and some veg. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, the duck is. I mean, the duck's a bit touch and go as well because. But duck does tend to be pricier in restaurants anyway. Yeah, but again, you're only getting the duck breast, so it's like um, the scallops. Yeah, fair enough. Tenderloin of beef, fair enough. Scallops are sixty dollars for some scallops. Is it again quite pricey? Is it is it pricey for? I, I mean, you know me. I don't really eat scallops, so. I mean. Bearing in mind, you probably only get four or five. $60 yeah. is quite a lot. Yeah, but but Ryan, it will be like nicely placed on the plate with That's some true. with some juice dotted around. Yeah, some juice. Juice. I, I want Cinderella you, serving. You need sauce, mate. You need sauce. <laughs> yeah, just say what you mean. It's sauce. <laughs> Got any ketchup? Uh, yeah. <laughs> with duck? Yeah, ketchup, please. Ketchup. Um, then you've got the finales. One is called Jack and Gus, which I've got very, I've got some questions as to why you're serving us mice for dessert. <laughs> uh, but it's cheesecake, apparently. Right. Um, then you've got coffee pots to creme, to creme a coffee infused coconut custard. They had to ruin it with the coconut. Um, passion fruit jelly. Is that a uh, fancy way of saying jelly? I think it is. <laughs> And crumbled chocolate espresso beans. I mean, it, it all of this seems very pricey for what it is. It it does, doesn't it? I I mean, for, I guess for one thing, you're you're paying for the you're paying for the um, character dining experience, aren't you? To a degree, yeah. Um, and then obviously, I think it's probably it's probably a bit more of an upmarket location. That would explain why neither of us have been there. Um, well, it's just, yeah. there's no way I'm paying for paying these prices for. I mean, 
the fact that the chicken breast is the same price as the duck is just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely making a lot more money on some of those um, meals than others. Yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure this used to be a buffet and they've just tweaked it because of COVID at the minute. Right, okay. Right, I, could be, okay. I could be wrong because I've never been here, but I'm pretty sure that was the mm-hmm. case. Um, what do you get for a kid one? 37, but $37 for a, a child aged three to nine. So are they saying if, if your child is over the age of nine, you have to pay the full $62? That's quite a big jump, isn't it, from 37 to 62 because your child's gone over the age of nine? Yeah. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't a buffet. Actually, uh, someone will be able to tell me. It's never somewhere that it's never somewhere that I've really cared about because I just. I mean, I'm I'm awkward in front of characters at the best of times, let alone like four princesses. <laughs> I th- I think this. I think the kids' menu beats the uh, adults' one for for craziness. Is that you can get a beef tenderloin for thirty seven dollars or chicken nuggets? Chicken nuggets for, for like thirty seven dollars. Yeah, just shy of forty dollars, you can pay for a kid's chicken nugget meal or you can go like literally round the corner to cosmic rays and get them for like probably less than 10 bucks well the mac and cheese is the same you've got mac and cheese in yeah menu, and you can do the same yeah so you could i mean you could go to cosmic rays and get mac and cheese chicken nuggets and probably like some other stuff for, for less than 37 dollars yeah um although it's, i suppose it does come with sides and some desserts as well uh yes oh yes you do get sides don't you but even still i'll have the chicken nuggets with the buttered corn and seasonal vegetables please <laughs> it's just so, so weird why why yeah. is not on that list I, I mean i understand it's a kid's menu but you're paying 37 dollars for it it seems quite pricey it, it does yeah it does uh so yeah i think let's let's move on from the the rip-off location <laughs> and another location where I'm definitely going to be ripped off at some point in the future um, is Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Yes. Yeah. And, I, I, and I've always, I've always said this in that when you've seen kind of kids coming out of there and, and kids around the park, mm-hmm. they are beyond happy with, with what yeah. the team there has done. I know someone on on Twitter that used to work in there. Mm-hmm. And they were always so proud of the work that they were doing and interacting with the with the kids in there. And yeah. I think it is yeah. an experience at Disney that is still quite magical. Yeah, yeah, because it's very it's a very much a one on one experience, isn't it, between the cast member and and the, and the, the the child. Um, and as you say, I think it's is it's quite a magical experience that they do offer. That I have no idea how much it is. Yeah, I'm just I'm just finding out the um, the cost now actually. So prices start at two hundred dollars, right? Okay, by the looks of it, um, that's quite pricey. But yeah, it, it does. <laughs> but I think I don't know how long I don't know how long the experience is. Okay, so you can you there are different packages. So okay. you've got and this was before COVID. It's not currently open. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So you've got crown. So that includes the hairstyle, shimmering makeup, nail polish, princess sash, and Cinch Cinch Sack starts at uh, $74.95. You can tell I'm not a princess. <laughs> um, so, so what was that? $74? $74.95. You've got okay, okay. a carriage, which is hairstyle, shimmering, all of what I've just said. 
plus a t-shirt 99.95 okay courtyard which is all of what i've just said uh, and a tutu for 149.95 okay. so it's an extra 50 dollars for a tutu that's quite an expensive tutu. That's quite expensive you've got castle which includes all of the above um plus a princess costume plus accessories shoes not included that's a bit cheap isn't it shoes not included um <laughs> price starts at 199.95 right that's is that the, oh, is that the top on. one no 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 the top one's got shoes does it there's one there's one more there's one more the signature dress collection um is a disney princess gown made with uh, heirloom quality fabrics featuring intricate design details that tell the story of the princess high quality crystal tiara with box um garment bag and sat, sat, satin hanger great hairstyling okay. shimmering makeup and face gem princess sash uh, nail polish price starts at 450 dollars plus tax wow okay that's a big jump between uh, the two prices determined Still no by shoes uh, wait, that doesn't that doesn't mention shoes, right? Um, price is determined by the choice of princess costume. Costume choices may include Anna, Elsa, Ariel, Snow White, Aurora, Belle, Jasmine, Cinderella, Tinkerbell, Tiana, Rapunzel, and Merida. I hope right, I'm choosing okay. someone. That, I mean, I'm going to spend two hundred dollars. I hope she's choosing someone that's cool like Merida. <laughs> I don't want to coming out with Aurora. Yeah, I mean, you you have no choice about that, but yeah. Oh, of course not. It's gonna be it's yeah. gonna be on or else. Let's be honest. <laughs> have you have you have you what have got have you got her to watch Frozen yet? Um, she I'm trying to think. I think she has seen it at some point, but she was quite young. Right. Okay. She's currently watching Zootopia. Yeah. Anything oh, animal, she's she's loving it. So Zootopia, she's seen. 101 Dalmatians she's seen and, and, and liked it. Lady in the Tramp, she liked. Um, Aristocats, she liked. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of doing all the animal ones at the minute. Nice, nice. Which means my, one of my favourites is going to be Fast Approaching and Robin Hood. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I like Robin Hood. It's a good film. So that's Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. I, I mean, it's, it's expensive, but I'll, I'll definitely be I'll definitely be spending the money at some point. And the thing is, yeah. that w- she'll wear that dress multiple times in that trip. Yeah, yeah, and pro- probably you you know use it at home and that sort of thing. I'm telling you, she will be wearing that dress. Mark. That's all she's going to be wearing. <laughs> yeah, you're only bringing one like one set of clothes, and that's the clothes she wears when she on the first day, and then after that, it's the set. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, as it's an, it's an expensive experience, but it's it's something that um, I'm sure you'll probably do at some point, and. Yeah. You know, it is quite it is quite a nice experience if you're going there. Um, you know, I don't, I can't imagine I can't imagine you'll be doing it every year and that sort of stuff. Oh, um, I'm sure I will. <laughs> but I think it will be like a few years before it starts. Yeah, I think so. I think um, I'm not sure what sort of age. I don't know what age they start demanding to be dressed. Yeah, as a, as a, I mean, I'm sure she. Thing is, she'll be dressed as a princess probably even in August. Um, mm. But it's of the age where she sees another girl that looks better than she does and demands to be putting. <laughs> I'm not saying she's going to be like that, but you know, you know what I'm saying. They're in Disney; you can't really say no. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. very much of that opinion, and I don't want to say no. Not when they're in Disney, because I say no for, for the, the rest of the other weeks of the year. <laughs> to literally everything. Yeah. 
you just every 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 time she asks for something it's like oh you remember bibbidi body boutique yeah. but, but but daddy all i want is dinner well <laughs> i'm afraid not well you can either have you can either have dinner now or and no bibbidi bop bibbidi bobbidi boutique next time we go that's in two years <laughs> your, choice. your choice your choice you must live with that choice i'm teaching you the hard life lessons here yep exactly um so moving away from bibbidi bobbidi boutique thankfully i will never have to say that again um should we hit for our magic next yeah we'll go 43 44 then 43 yeah i mean i i love yeah. Philar magic um, yeah it, it's a great attraction it it needs the update that the paris one got in the screen quality Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now we talked about this. I talked about this a little bit on last week's chat, Disney. But Paris, the screen quality is ten times better. But Disney World's version has the smells, has the interactive bits, and and obviously has the Donald at the back as well. Right. Okay. Whereas Paris is basically just put it in a they put it in a normal theater. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I don't think I've seen it as Philar Magic because before it was Annie Magique, wasn't it? Before. No. You're, no. It was. Uh, oh, was that just. Sorry, say that again. Captain EO. It, oh, it, is it a different place, is it? It's in the Discovery Land Theatre. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, I've not seen it in Paris because I don't okay. think it was open last, you know, before the last time I went. Visually, they they've completely done it. It looked like it had been made like the year that I was there. Right, okay. So the, the one in Disney World looks a bit old. Yeah. Yeah, the, I know what you mean. The screen quality is is not hundred percent in in Disney World. Um, I still think the anime the animation is top notch. Oh, it's great! Like it it's it's so well done. Like I I, I still think it's probably like my favorite um, 3D kind of that sort of like screen based attraction like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I probably agree with that. Yeah, it's just the way that they've slotted it, slotted it into the movies is just brilliant. I, I'd love for them to. Um replace a couple of the scenes not that i think any of the scenes are bad but i think it would be it would be nice to kind of swap out some of the scenes you know chuck in i don't know like lilo and stitch or or moana or whatever yeah some uh, newer ones just some, yeah. and I, I don't think as i said i don't think any of the scenes are bad i think i think the peter pan one's thrown in just because they wanted to put tinkerbell on the screen for a second hmm. um because otherwise it does there's nothing much to it yeah um, but i think everything else works really well yeah it, it's it's one of these ones that you could think they, they I feel like they could easily drop in a new scene or, you know, swap a scene out and all that sort of stuff. I've, I've not seen it happen, but. Um, it definitely could. Yeah. Yeah. You can imagine them like when they first made it, it was like, oh yeah, you know, we can change these out for a few years and all that sort of stuff. Never happened. No. <laughs> Some of these things it's like, yeah, we could do this, but yeah, it's, that's going to cost money. So we won't do that. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, as you said, it's, it's, it's a great attraction. It's never usually that busy. You can usually get on it pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I don't, I don't know if that's, I don't know whether it's just because people don't necessarily know too much about it. Um, and so it's a bit quieter or whether it's just a case of, because it's got a, you know, big auditorium, big theater, mm. you can fit a lot of people in. So there generally isn't much of a queue. Yeah. I'm not sure I think, which one, but. I think it's probably a mix of the two, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's definitely worth going to if, if anyone hasn't been to it before. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, so I think we're on our second to last. Yeah. 
attraction and point of the map on the Magic Kingdom, um, which is the Prince Charming Regal Carousel. Um, obviously, an absolute classic of an attraction for for Magic Kingdom for for any kind of Disney park really. Um, yeah. Not one that I do. I don't think I've done this in probably fifteen years. Yeah, I'd probably be the same. At least 15 years. I couldn't tell you the last time I've been on this. Um, but, I mean, obviously, I'll be going on it probably in in August if we if if, if our trip goes ahead. Yeah. You know, and if it doesn't go ahead and we have to push it back to next year, I'll be going on it next year. Yeah, yeah. No, I can I can understand that. Um, yeah, it's it. I mean, there's nothing. Not not a huge amount to say about it. To be fair, is it? It's it's a it's a fairly standard carousel. It's it's definitely the best designed one of the best designed carousels I've ever seen. It is it's yeah. it, it's it's very well built. It looks incredible. You know, it puts it, most other carousels to shame in terms of how it looks. Obviously, you recognise the songs coming out of it, anything like that, which is always nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of rides, it is just a carousel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a nice one to have there, isn't it? It's um, you know, I, I'm not I. You know, it's not something I would ride very often, but it's, you know, it's nice to have there, isn't it? As in like an iconic attraction sort of thing. Yeah, it's good to have there. And, I, you know, I wouldn't get rid of it um, either. No. But it, it was a shame they took out the um, the whole sword in the stone ceremony. It used to happen just outside of that. Where was that? Was that near the... That was just by the carousel, I think. Oh, okay. Just, okay. just in between. So it was in front of the carousel as you're walking towards... Back towards Liberty Square, that side. Of right. That. Okay. That's right. Right. That, but you used to have like Merlin come out a few times a day and get get people to kind of pull, try and pull the sword out of the stone. Uh right. Yeah. yeah. Pick some. You know. Some, Can't some do that people. in a COVID world, Ryan. Can't do that. In a COVID well, they haven't done it in years. <laughs> anyway, they saw it coming. But they, yeah, they used to pick some like, you know, kid that they thought could do with a bit of a pick me up. Every year, Ryan, it was you there. <laughs> yeah. Bless pulling him, that sword. Him. Look at him. I've just seen him do do an injection. Uh I know he's I know he's 15, but he looks like he needs it. <laughs> um, let's move on. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah the, yeah. the last attraction, which is uh another classic in uh Peter Pan's flight. Yes. Um Another one that it is dated, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, I was just I was just looking to see what the weight is because it is it's known for its ridiculous wait times, but it's only twenty five minutes. That's probably the quietest I've ever seen it. Yeah, I don't like the reduced capacity does its favors for it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I went again. I went years without doing this, and then the last couple of times I've, I've been to. Magic Kingdom, I, I did ride it, and I, you know, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I think it is a, it is a good ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it was yeah. me, I definitely update the animatronics. Um, yeah, they 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 look old. I think it could do with a bit of uh, TLC, but I think the the scene where you're kind of flying over London still works really well. Mm-hmm. And the actually they the interactive queue they 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 worked on the queue a few years a few years ago. The first time I'd seen it a couple of years ago. Is really cool because you've got like um, Tinkerbell and kind of different shadows going across the room as you're queuing. Um, right, works really really well. 
Um, so I just wish they'd taken that and actually put some of that in, in and updated the attraction as well. Yeah, the main attraction. Yeah, because it's certainly it's got its elements where it's it's more dated than others, but overall it does need a bit of TLC, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really understand what why it gets such a high wait time. Whether it is just because it's the franchise and people love Peter Pan, I'm not entirely sure. Because it's, you know, it's not, there's nothing particularly like amazing about the ride. No, I, I think it's, um, I, I don't think that FastPass has done this ride any favors. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Like, um, I think, and maybe, maybe that's why the queue is so short at the moment. It could well be 25 minutes. It could yeah. well be. Because um, the thing is, I would often get a fast pass. If I was going to ride this attraction, it's often because I've got a fast pass. Yeah. Um, or if you see it at 25 minutes, then you're like, yeah, we'll go on it. Because yeah, normally like, it's like 90 or something ridiculous. I think some rides fast pass works quite well on, like Pirates. It doesn't seem to impact things too much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But this, it, it's very busy with fast pass. And it does mean that the standby queue goes very slowly. Yeah, because it's one of these attractions that the the queue doesn't look that big. When no. you sort of stand outside, you're like, I can I can see where they're putting people on the attraction. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yet and yet it's got like a 90 minute queue, and you're like, where is everyone for this 90 minute queue? I mean, I think it does go around the corner a little bit. It goes around the corner and it goes inside. It go you go through the um the bedrooms of the dining kids. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like it's a bit deceiving, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> With their with their queue, it is because um, yeah, you're like, oh no, that that won't be that won't be ninety minutes. It looks like is. it's only about twenty five. Yeah, yeah, and then it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I often I often have a fast pass for it if I'm going to ride it at all. And sometimes yeah, we'll go we'll go to trips without where we don't ride it at all because. Well, I think yeah. last time we we didn't have fast passes, but we actually we actually rope dropped it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's another way to do it, isn't it? Because we had fast passes for the, like some of the other big biggies. And I think it was like midway through the trip where we'd done, like Donna couldn't go on Space Mountain because she was pregnant. We did it once and then found out that day she was pregnant. So we didn't do it again. Yeah. So like that one's off the list. Um, we were still doing others like Thunder Mountain and Mine Train. Obviously, that again, I said, I said it on the show before. That's, I know you're not supposed to. That's your own kind of choice to do that. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say. I'm not going to encourage people to do it, but equally, I'm not going to discourage people because it was we decided as a couple that we, we you know, we could do it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we just kind of rope dropped it, I think, and yeah, we really, really enjoyed it. I think it's a good, good attraction. As I said, it definitely needs a bit of a, a kind of paint job and a few changes here and there. But um, otherwise, that's kind of the end. That's it. That's the end of our our Magic Kingdom tour. I know a few, yeah, a few people have, have messaged us um, to say they've enjoyed this series. And I've asked if we're going to be hitting the other parks in this way. Uh, definitely. If people have enjoyed this, we will try and figure out how to hit the other parks in this way because some of them are a bit trickier. Epcot, for one, is... Yeah. We'll probably have to hit World Showcase bit by bit. <laughs> yeah. I guess with the other Animal Animal Hollywood, they're probably not too bad, right? Animal, Yeah, Animal Hollywood have got the kind of distinct lands and areas i think yeah. epcot is definitely probably the most challenging to do mm-hmm. from a logistics recording point of view but obviously that's not your problem this no that's ours but, uh, but you know we can do country to country or you know do like two maybe three countries depending on how long they take per yeah, episode I mean, 
we'd probably yeah we'd probably end up doing kind of yeah as you said three countries or so an episode yeah. Um, but yeah if you've enjoyed the, the this series um please do uh, rate us on your podcast app if you wanted to leave us a comment um you can go to or a leave it on the podcast app as a review but also find us on all of the socials just search for theme park trader and we will see you again next week hello this is john self uh, just sitting in the middle of universal studios florida or more exactly um, just finally entering the gate after going through the of course the nightmare of the finger scan where they always ask me is that the finger you used before which i've been asked four times on this trip alone since they have my picture i always wonder why they need to do that having said that i'm in studios florida if you listen to the previous walk around at island adventure this one will not be quite as straightforward because studios florida is kind of a hodgepodge combination as it tried to defeat Disney's Hollywood Studios in opening first. So everything's kind of thrown together. It's been pieced together along the way. So I'm gonna to try to track you along the way as best I can for you. I'm just walking into their entrance. I wouldn't really call it a main entrance, like a Main Street USA and Magic Kingdom, but just walking by. You got your basic promo things on the right and you've got your gigantic Universal Studios store on the left, all the studio stores they have. As you get into the end of this road, there's the Today Cafe, which is an incredible addition to the Studios Florida menu lineup. It's a great place. I believe my spouse and her friends ordered eight items there just recently. I don't know that my bank account will be affected by that, but just so you know, and they enjoyed all of them, and most of the things are rated fairly high. I'm walking in. I'm now going to turn right on what we call Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, walking down Hollywood Boulevard. Of course, there's now going to be an announcement, so I'll come back in a second. I'm back a little farther down Hollywood Boulevard. I've uh, passed guest services, passed Hello Kitty. It's on my left as I walk down Hollywood Boulevard. And, uh, and walking past there, you know, Hello Kitty has all kinds of stuff. Even our Marvel section, because Hello Kitty is considered a Universal Studios store, official store. And according to the Marvel contract, all Universal Studio stores must sell Marvel. Um, one thing I forgot to mention, this is May 15th, 2021. And this is the first day in at Universal Studios Florida and in Walt Disney World in which facial coverings are not required outdoors. Um, it's going okay so far. Um, I'm passing the Born Stuntacular, which is an incredible state-of-the-art don't want to ruin any of the things with it, but it's an incredible step up in the world of technology and stage shows in the Orlando area. There's Schwab's Pharmacy and the Studio Store and the Dark Room as you walk through Studios Florida. And I will enter into the next section and touch, touch back with you. Okay, I'm picking up now a little farther down Hollywood Boulevard. On my left is Mel's Drive-In, which is basically... Um, the same frozen theme park patty that you find at places like Cosmic Ray, except there's no entertainment, it's just theme for American Graffiti. On my right is the Horror Makeup Show, which is one of the original attractions at Universal Studios Florida. And still, even though it sounds like a horror makeup show, is one of the best shows pretty much in the area. It's simple, straightforward, comedy, educational. It's really one of those great things. So continue on, there's Cafe La Bamba which is where they do the VIP experiences. Since I'm doing Halloween Horror Nights and other events, they have special events there. 
And then directly in front of me is Central Park Crepes, which is an addition that they've added to Studios Florida, in which they have uh, simply a crepe, a crepe stand, and they work from there. Um, something that I'm going around is the Lagoon area. If you want to enter the Lagoon area to watch the Lagoon show that's shown on nights in which the park stays open late, that's where you would enter it in this section. I'm going to have to pause now before I enter into the next area because it's all kinds of music and you'll never get to hear anything I say. Okay, I've made it to the end of the road when you turn right at the entrance and I've made it to the edge of Kid Zone and calling it Kid Zone is being generous. It's clearly one of the weaknesses of Studios Florida. Um, you'll see the Animal Actors Show, which is an excellent show, even though probably the SeaWorld variety or Bush Gardens variety of that is probably better. It is well done, nice theater, well presented. Kid Zone, almost everything has been shut down, rearranged. Some of it's coming back from COVID precautions, but of course, the other original attraction that's to go to Florida, ET Adventure, is in this area. And so. This area is rumored to go through all kinds of things, but we'll see. It has the SpongeBob store pants sh shop right in front of me. And of course, Kid Zone's Pizza Company, which when it's open, is the home of Pizza Fries. If you're familiar with Halloween Horror Nights, you're familiar with that, even though the Pizza Tots over an Island Adventure are better. In just a second, I'm gonna enter Springfield, and you'll be able to tell. Okay, I'm now in Springfield, USA, themed, of course, to the TV show The Simpsons. On my left is Bumblebee Man's Taco, probably one of the best taco places. I seem to recall there was an article written on Touring Plants by me um, about Cinco de Mayo Challenge and park hopping, and that was one of the taco places listed. On my right is the food court area. It's not quite as good as the Hollywood version because it's set up with all the other Springfield attractions, but if you know your Studios Florida, you know that Fast Food Boulevard in Springfield replaced the worst food court in the history of theme parks in that area. So they have pretty much everything you want. Burgers, get your crusty Burger, get anything you need. As I continue on, we have Duff Brewery where you can get brews. And of course, this is not Magic Kingdom. So just so you're aware of that, there is the Simpsons attraction coming up, which replaced Back to the Future, so I will not mention it. Um, there's a twirl and hurl, which is you know a teacup style ride with way more attractions, way more frills to go with that. And this is kind of the, the Springfield area. It's noisy, it's bustling, um, but it's it's popular, especially as the day goes on. Okay, I've made it through the Springfield area into the little tiny section in World Expo now. World Expo, if you know your history of Florida, used to include all of that Springfield area, um, except that got taken up by Simpsons. A reference is going to come up often of things being taken up. So I'm now entering into World Expo. The music changes because the key attraction in this area is Men in Black. Um, if you're familiar with Buzz Lightyear Space Race Spingers, Space Race Spinners, I can't even say that correctly, so feel free to edit that out. Um, this is, in my opinion, a definite improvement upon it, and Dave Cobb would appreciate me saying that. Um, I'm going to take my phone and put it in the locker, and I'm going to go right MIB, and I'll be right back. Somehow now I find myself in this strange gift shop with weird eclectic things and some movie playing with, you know, 
men shooting at a spaceship and I don't know and I vividly remember scoring 394 which is like a high score for me after waiting in some line in single rider line for like maybe a two minutes but I can't remember anything else like somebody used a flashy thing on me but let me get out here and maybe maybe I'm just dreaming that completely as I leave the as I leave the gear gift shop uh, perhaps I'll figure this out in a second. Maybe it's gone the same way as Fear Factor stage is gone, which is the only other attraction in the World Expo area, but it is it is doomed to probably never return. There's several ways to cross from World Expo into the London waterfront area, which is the area in front of Diagon Alley. Um, I'm just taking the bridge that goes across. There's a walkway in between and then there's a walkway that goes around towards fear factor so it's kind of a weird setup but once again i need to remind you studios florida a lot of things have been retrofitted in here diagon alley is took over amity where the jaws attraction was just an idea today's the first day in which one of the summer bike tents is open where they're selling things selling lots of things similar to the mardi gras thing but more of a food festival type event i'm just walking past that right now uh, don't have any reviews on that because, you know, running out of budget money as we go along the way on my trip. I will let you know when I get back in Diagon Alley, and I'm sure you will know because the theme will change. I'm now walking through the slightly hidden entrance to Diagon Alley. Um, I'm going in the, the side way to make it easier, but Diagon Alley is the as many of you probably know, the incredibly themed area that was planned out a little better than Hogsmeade, in which we have shows, we have shops, we have Nocturne Alley. We have pretty much anything you could think of in the Harry Potter's world dream. We have the Hopping Pot, we have Florin Fortescue's ice cream. We have everything you could possibly want. Now on this one occasion, because I normally do not ride this attraction, one, because I'm a muggle nomad, or and the locker system for Gringotts is terrible and horrific even way before COVID but I am only walking around with a phone right now so I'm going to go on Gringotts and I'll be back in a minute well good news and bad news about the Gringotts ride the attraction says currently it's a 100 minute wait in standby it would probably if I'd have used my express would have been about 15 or 20 it was about 12 in the single rider line but i know as a veteran of universal orlando that some of the effects were not working i could even see some of the things kind of like the thing that distracts you from the real magic uh, didn't distract you this time and so but anytime you can ride on gringotts and not have to go through the lockers it's a good ride on gringotts I'm currently walking through Diagon Alley near where the um, dragon sets off every 20 minutes for sure, depending on weather and those kind of things. But Diagon Alley is crowded, but it was crowded even when the park just reopened during that period of time. But anything you could possibly desire in your whole entire Harry Potter dream fan world is in this place. Let me escape from this area. As we escape from Gringotts, we defeated Baltimore and Bellatrix once again. 
and I'll touch base with you in the next area. Back out in the main loop of Studios Florida. Um, I'm passing the what we know as King's Cross Station here in the Studios Florida version. I realize it's far different than the real one. Just go with me for a second. I'm about to enter into the San Francisco area on this loop because I'm on the other side of the lagoon. Um, let's just say there's not a lot remarkable in this area. The key attraction is Fast and Furious Supercharged. And I, Mama told me, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. Um, there's even a sit-down dining establishment here, Lombard's, which I obviously, once again, have really nothing good to say about. Uh, it's an excellent themed area just not real well executed i wouldn't recommend you prioritize this on your trip i've technically entered the in the loop around the new york area which has the important details it has the starbucks location that i've been frequenting this trip i can see optimus prime above the transformers and i can see transformer attraction and i can see my way to the jimmy fallon attraction i'm going to take the biggest loop around there's about reach the same place. I'm going to walk down basically this area towards the Jimmy Fallon attraction on my right. I will eventually experience the Revenge of the Mummy. Um, classic attraction here at Universal Orlando. Still a quality I guess we would call it a story coaster before there were story coasters like Hagrid's and like we believe Cosmic Rewind Guardians of the Galaxy will be more of a story coaster. Um, Finnegan's, arguably one the best sit-down table service in park place at Universal Orlando. Sorry, Mythos. I'm just giving you the reviews because I have access to them. Uh, I will update you after I make the turn and go past Fallon. Update, I exaggerated. I forgot that I don't have a bag. I'm gonna go ride the mummy attraction because it's also one of those attractions that's annoying to go through the locker system. I will be back after that. Update for those of you wondering who may be making a trip here soon, the single rider line is not open for the mummy. I'm in the express line, but single rider is not open, which is interesting because it's been open for so many other attractions. Well, it is a busy day here at Universal Lindo. Express was 17-minute wait for the Mummy Ride according to the Torn Plans Lines attraction. Uh, I will be leaving here in a second and heading off to the rest of New York. Okay, walking past the Race to New York with Jimmy Fallon attraction, kind of skipping a little bit of other stuff that's in the New York area. Um, approaching Monsters Cafe, which is themed to the classic monsters. It's been an on-again, off-again open attraction for quite a while since reopening they've been using it for team members um, break area and they've been doing mobile ordering and it's only been open brief times during the day uh, because universal like walt disney world is running out of space to social distance their team members so they've had to use more park space for that um, as i'm walking back towards the entrance now we're kind of finishing this loop off to my right is the Music Plaza area. If you've ever been here for a concert or any event like that, this is where those events happen. It's surrounded by stands. It can sell you anything you could possibly imagine. Churros, popcorn, adult beverages, anything you like. Um, I'll take a little break here. I'll be back with you in about 30 seconds. In my time, about one second in your time. 
Okay, passing on my right now, Rip Ride Rocket off to the side, which, you know, if Ryan and Dan want to ask me sometime about the history of Rip Ride Rocket and how it was intended to be, it's a, it's a sad shell of what it was meant to be originally. It's only just an average roller coaster, but just so that you're aware of that. As you can see, we're starting to get into the themed heavy part of Production Central. You can probably barely hear me now with the music. Um, I'm walking between Shrek 4D on my left and the Minions attraction, Despicable Me, where you get turned into a Minion. Spoiler. Um, walking through that area right now. And that brings us back to Universal Studios Store because every park in the Universal Market has to have a Universal Studio store. It has to do with a weird trademark licensing agreement. Um, I think I have concluded everything that you really absolutely need to see. See if I can get away from the music, which is always tough at Universal Orlando. And uh, I think I've covered all the things. Once again, this is John Self. Um, currently a writer for guest writer for touringplans.com and writing lots of blogs there feel free to google john j-o-n self at touringplans.com i you will probably see my name appear in about four other theme park organizations soon since i've submitted articles they asked for uh, i do have a day job i work as a as a pastor at a, an american baptist church in the u.s at first baptist church macomb m-a-c-o-m-b illinois you can look that up and find all the information about that. Thanks for indulging. Sorry this is long, but Studios Florida is a difficult park to walk through quickly. Thanks for being with me. Ah, there you are. And just in time. There's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. They have selected you to fill our quota. And they'll haunt you until you return. <laughs>